1: raise chickens and um, I sometimes rent them out and rent a chicken I I rent I do chicken rentals chicken for people that you got to tell me what a chicken rental is
2: this is the plaintiff Angela Burns she says she buys and flips houses and she gave the defendant a chicken coop and equipment from a property she recently purchased The woman removed all the equipment from the coop all right, but she left the structure intact, and she's here suing her for the $1,275 she's now going to have to pay someone else to remove the chicken coop. This is the defendant, Maggie. She says... She's doing everything she can to remove the chicken coop. But the plaintiff is as impatient as they come, and sometimes these things take time. She has to level the land to get a truck in there. She has to get a permit to remove the coop. And she has to wait for the mud to dry up from the two bad hurricanes that came through. She's accused of playing chicken. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors; they are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The
3: People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor.
0: Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. Burns, tell me about your chicken coop.
4: I flip houses, and I purchased a house with a chicken coop and chickens. Uh, I didn't want to take care of the chickens because I know nothing about them, so I found someone on the day of the closing that came and picked the chickens up, and I got left with this enormous coop.
0: Okay, let's see Um, if we've got a picture of that. Is this the coop we're talking about?
4: that is the coop
0: okay and what else Uh, used to be in there because there was some also some electronic equipment or some of some kind some automatic feeders tell me about that
4: i don't know what other equipment was in there but there were just some pieces of equipment that helped to take care of chickens
0: okay so what happens Um, you advertise how do you advertise hey anybody want a chicken coop like how how does that advertisement go
4: i put it on facebook for free right just take this off my property Right. I just wanted to get rid of it. Okay. But Um, when you put it
0: on Facebook for free, did it include taking this shed and the coop and everything with it, not just the electronics, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. And so you get a response from the defendant. And let me hear from you, Ms. Maggie. Tell me about your chicken connection.
1: I actually raise chickens. And um, I sometimes rent them out and- You rent a chicken? I, I rent, chicken. I do chicken rentals chicken, for people that- tell, You gotta tell me what a chicken rental is. So people that think they might like to have fresh eggs and maybe even some lawn care from chickens on their property, they can get a little coop, two to four birds for a few months and they can do a trial run with like no commitment to having chickens on their property.
0: What's the commitment that, that one does that they would, like, in other words, how big a commitment? I'm I, new I mean, to this business. I got a few business. ways in mind that you could get rid of the chicken, but I'm just, I'm
1: going <laughs> to let that lie. Go ahead. Well, usually you start by getting chicks yeah. and you raise them until adulthood.
0: All right. So how long have you been in this business?
1: Uh, very, I, I, I just did a trial run this summer. How it I'm go? very new to it.
0: Uh, not so bad. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. So now you see her ad, Ms. Burns' ad, and you respond to it. You go over there. And what part did you get done?
1: You went over there and took what? I took a look at the place and I decided that it would be something that I could use because I get hens back. So I want to have a nice winter coop for these birds that are coming back. And it had a little attached run so, so they could get out of the coop and get more fresh air and exercise.
0: Right. So what did you get off her property?
1: So I took that, uh, that door. I removed that door because it was covered with, you know, bird poop and some rodent feces and, you know, uh, to clean it up. And then there was also um, a feeder that was all mildewed. Uh, took that and, and cleaned that up. I also started removing some of the screws from that run. So the run has to be removed first before the coop could be moved. And I came a few days and you know was working on the screws and it would be rainy. Um, and then I heard this Hurricane Henri was coming. So I'm like, oh no, you know, so the hurricane Aren't would damage the coop. you supposed just take the whole thing? Yes, yes, right. but it has to be taken apart slowly in pieces.
0: Why? Why can't it be taken apart, not slowly? I mean, it takes definitely in pieces, but why in all of these months you still haven't taken it? She flips houses for a living. The reason to give you all of this is for you to take it off so she doesn't have to pay somebody to take it off. And her complaint now is that you have put her in the position where she needs to pay somebody to take it because it's been three months, and in 90 days you still haven't taken it. You've taken the good stuff, Uh, but you've left her with the stuff that nobody wants to take off for free. Well, I have to
1: move the shed someplace.
0: That sounds like a you problem. That doesn't sound like a Ms. Burns problem. That is a me problem. Right. So what's Uh, going on on your property that makes it hard for you to move it there?
1: So these hurricanes came and various rains and it just keeps raining. And the ground is just very, very, very soggy. So to put the shed on the foundation that's already there... A machine would have to, like, bring it across this section that has suddenly become extremely muddy. So I'm like, all right, she's impatient. She wants it done. Impatient? All right, Three I'll... months she's waited. Yeah. Wait, did so you ever I have an some... agreement
0: with her how long it would take you to remove it?
1: No. When I Nobody first met ever her, said, we didn't it'll have... take
0: me a week, it'll take me two days. Nothing was ever said about when you'd take it?
1: There was no timeline.
0: And Ms. Vivid. Burns, according to you, what was the timeline?
4: She told me she would have it gone by the next Friday. Did you tell
0: her you would have it gone by the next Friday after you took the other stuff? Uh, before, I, before
1: I took the other stuff, um, I contacted a, vet, a few landscapers that might have a trailer that could fit the shed and had experience moving sheds. Uh, I finally got a hold of somebody that would do it, and he said, all right, we can get it done Friday. So you and did then... tell him All right. Now, you actually had a truck that got stuck in the mud there. What kind of truck was that? So I was going to have some fill put in on my property to fill up the wet spot so that his trailer and truck could drive across. Um, the dump truck full of fill got stuck. So they brought another dump truck to pull that dump truck out that got stuck. So they brought an excavator in to unload the trucks so they wouldn't be so heavy so they could get them out, and then they brought a bulldozer to smooth out the big piles of stuff that they had dumped. All these trucks are getting stuck. The excavator, they had to, like, tie a chain to a tree and winch it out of the mud. You can't have the shed and the the screen, but you agreed to
0: take it so you could take it and dump it. You could do that instead of her. Why didn't you ever do that? You're giving me the reasons why you can't have it on your property, but you're not telling me why you don't just get it off of hers, which is her agitation?
1: Uh, yes. As soon as I can get a hold of the landscaper again, we can work out a time when he can move it. But I was kind of hoping that she'd give me a little bit more time so that it could be How moved much more time than 90 days? Well, until it dries up. And I was thinking that after the hurricane, it would dry up in like two weeks. And it just keeps raining and raining and thunderstorms and more rain. And this is usually the dry time of year. So... Um, it gets—it's getting to the point that if she gives you—it's
0: getting to the point where she's given you twelve times the amount of time you said you needed. Yeah, but weather happened. Yeah, uh, except for Ms. Maggie, at some point, I gotta call it, and I think we've reached that point. It's not as though Ms. Uh-huh. Burns is filing this lawsuit the week after; she's filing this lawsuit three months later, and I'm not comfortable telling her she needs to sit around and wait longer. Let me see the estimate for removing this. Why is it so high, 1200 and something dollars? Uh,
4: it was higher than I thought, but they have to disassemble it, get a dumpster, bring the dumpster in. Yeah,
0: but why, why don't they just whack it and, get, and put it in a dumpster? Why do they have to disassemble it carefully? Nobody's reusing it well, so, oh, not
4: carefully, no, but just right. to cut it all apart in pieces. Dumpsters yeah. are not cheap. No. Dumpsters are very expensive. Right. But- and I think the dumpster alone is $600-some-odd dollars.
0: Okay. I find in favor of the plaintiff based on what I've heard in the amount of the $1,275. And I understand your frustration, Ms. Maggie, that, you know, uh, wait, this is free junk. Um, but the agreement was you take it all. She was more than patient waiting three months, which is 12 times longer than the amount of time that you said you'd take, and we've reached the end of the road. And now if it's going to cost her that, how is that fair to her? $1,275 verdict for the plaintiff.
5: So look, I mean, the plaintiff won because three months was an unreasonable amount of time for the defendant to remove the coop. But if you really, really really want to make sure that somebody is complying with the contract in a timely fashion, write the magic words in the deal. Time is of the essence.
0: If your children decided halfway through law school that being a lawyer wasn't for them, would you make them finish anyway or let them pick a different major?
6: We have a daughter who's in her third year of law school, so, and one who's applying, so this kinda hits pretty close to home. I would say law school is such a grind and it's expensive that I would probably let them bail at a year and a half rather than kill another 18 months of their life just to get uh, to frame a little thing on the wall that says I'm a lawyer. If they really don't want to do it, if it's something that's just not for them, what do you think?
0: Well, you now. You smack them in the head. I say, would hit them in the back of the head and <laughs> say, suck it up for 18 months. You're mid midway through it. Right. The law is a profession. I would never want them to practice law if they didn't want to. Right. But the law is a profession. A legal degree is something that helps you in a million other businesses. This is our relationship in a nutshell. Yes, it is. I'm the good cop. You're the bad guy. Right. Your right? parenting theory right. is I'm a coming girl. And my parenting theory is, right. are you kidding me? We're halfway right. into this. Right. Let's Let's just finish up. You, you could be an FBI right. agent. You could, you you could have be. There's so many. different things you could do. You could
6: open a business. Right. And And then you always
0: have your knowledge of the law. So there's just so many, so many advantages to finishing that I would want them to finish.
6: I agree.
5: Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff went to the defendant for a routine root canal and says the guy botched the job. He wants to be compensated for it. But the defendant says, Sometimes root canals have to be done twice. The plaintiff is now pain-free, and he did what he was hired to do. It's the case of who you rooting for.
0: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Nunez, you are suing Dr. Brockman for $2,727, the cost to replace a crown that you say is his fault because of his negligence. Explain that to me.
7: Uh, Yes, Your Honor. Uh, It all started with one of my tooths started feeling... uh, uncomfortable when I was eating. So I went to my doctor uh, on October 15th, I went to Dr. Nishikawa to examine it. He referred me to Dr. Lawrence Brockman because he originally treated that tooth uh, for a root canal.
0: How long so, earlier um, did you have a root canal?
7: That was done in 2014, August, I believe. August twenty uh, Yeah, August Who, 25th. Who's um, giving
0: you the answers to my questions? Who are you talking to there?
7: <laughs> this is my aunt. Um, Aunt Delia oh, Nunez. Hello.
8: Yeah. Um, I'm his aunt, Delia Nunez, and I work for uh, Doctor Nishikawa. And I helped him uh, go to the dentist and get the referral to Doctor Brockman when he
0: was younger. Okay. Back in 2013. All right. So, uh, back to you, Mr. Nunez. Then you go yes. in, and what does Doctor Brockman tell you?
7: He recommended a retreatment.
0: Meaning another root canal. Yes. Okay. Now, I'm I'm fascinated by this, Doctor Brockman. Can you explain to like? I thought the whole idea behind a root canal was to kill a nerve. And once that's done, it's done. So why, why does a person have to do a second root canal on the same tooth?
9: Oh, there are many times that a root canal fails. I t- retreat a lot of root canals that have failed by other practitioners. It could be there was a fracture in the tooth. It could be another nerve that was hidden or buried. And there are so many reasons why. So okay, I'm a spe- I only do root canals. That's what I've been doing for years. You're 40 an endodontist. I, right. So I only do root canals, period. And- How long
0: have you been doing that? The nerve is
9: removed over 40 years. Okay, go on. So the nerve is removed and the canal is now empty. Okay. But the canal has to be sterilized and then filled with cement to seal the canal from anything that might contaminate. And then the patient is sent back to his referring doctor to have a crown made.
0: Okay. So That's whenever Right, so why had his failed? What had happened?
9: We don't know why he failed. We never know why a tooth fails, but the standard of care is to retreat right. the root canal. And we only and know that it best. failed
0: because he complained about pain.
9: That's correct. Okay. Radiographically it looked fine.
0: Okay. So So you know he has to be feeling it because there still has to be nerve in there or something, I guess.
9: Something. 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 A broken tooth, a crack, a fracture. An additional, it could be anything. It could be an infection. CO. It was an infection. He was had an infection too.
0: Yeah. All right. But so, what caused
9: it, we, we'll never know for sure. All
0: right. So, But the right way to treat it is, is to redo it, to redo the root canal, to clean all that out.
9: Redo the root canal. Right. Then have a new crown made. If okay. necessary. which now,
0: we usually recommend. Mr. Nunez, you go back to your dentist and you attempt to have a new crown made because, of course, the old crown had to be removed in order to do the root canal that you were referred there for. And your insurance won't cover the new crown, right?
7: Uh, no, they won't cover the new crown.
0: Right. So now you're suing Dr. Brockman. Why would he be responsible for paying for your new crown?
7: Uh, he had to drill through that crown in order to do the root canal.
0: We drill through that crown. Wait, don't you pop off the crown?
9: Most times, I recommend the crown is removed. But in his case, because his crown was newer, I told him I would try to save the crown by making a hole in the crown. Ah. It's a more difficult way of doing the root canal, but that's what I attempted to do. I can't guarantee saving the crown, but I did make a hole and complete the retreatment through the hole in the crown. By um, so you were trying to save him time or, or or what? Save him money because I don't think his insurance company would have paid for his new crown. He would have had to pay for it. So to save him the expense. Okay.
0: All right. So what what is it exactly, Mr. Nunez, that you feel Dr. Brockman did that was negligent?
7: After the initial treatment, uh, was it? I was still, I felt, I still felt uncomfortable. I still felt in pain and he did a, uh, Reschedule me for a follow up a week later. Uh, my aunt asked him if he could do a cone beam X ray to see if there's, you know, to pinpoint what exactly the problem is. And uh, Doctor Brockman advised against it. He okay. said,
0: "I know your aunt is trying to aid you. Uh, how old are you?"
7: I'm 22.
0: You're a baby. All right. Now, oh, no, you're not a baby. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But I, I get it that you—you you know, this is her bailiwick. It's not yours. I really don't mind if she sits next to you, and I'd like to hear what she has to say. Yeah, she's right. I you. know she keeps saying, no, that's not right. No, blah, blah, blah. All right. Yeah. What is your name again, ma'am? I'm Dahlia Nunez. Raise your right hand, please. Do you yeah. solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth to help you, God? I'm going to have to see that right I hand, do. though. I oh, do. There we go. I do. Okay. All right, can you, what is your role in doctor, in his, prim, his dentist's office?
8: I work for Dr. Nishikau, which is the general dentist.
0: Right, and, what do you do? Um,
8: I work in the front desk, I do billing, I do treatment planning for patients, and it's a, I'm a patient coordinator.
0: Okay, so what is it you think the doctor did wrong?
8: He damaged his tooth. He How? perforated the tooth okay. under, below the gum line. Okay. And that's why Joseph went to seek a second opinion Okay. Because even after the second, third time that he went in there, he was still in pain. Right. And so you
0: know, let me ask you, Mr. Nunez, hold like on one second. Yes. Mr. Nunez, you then go to a different endodontist. And what does that endodontist tell you?
7: Uh, yeah, Dr. Overby, the endodontist, he took, he did take the cone beam x-ray. And uh, that's when he saw that there was extreme overfill and he definitely perforated my tooth.
0: Okay. So now here's two letters from Dr. Overby. Dear Dr. Nishikawa, treatment has been completed for Joseph Nunez on tooth number 30. Two chamber perforations were observed. What is a chamber perforation, Dr. Brockman?
9: It's something that can occur during the retreatment. I'm drilling through a small opening and the drill bit or the burr can scrape against the side of the tooth and make a tiny opening. That particular perforation was only picked up on the CAT scan, and it was repaired successfully. So, it Picked up on no the no CAT scan by now, whom? By what? Dr. Overby.
0: Right. So when the receptionist came in and told you what X-ray to take, and you said that's not necessary, it turned out it kind of was necessary, right, in order to pick it up on the, on the CAT scan.
9: The CAT scan would have been the only way to pick up a perforation, but the perforation right. would have been repaired later, which it was. That's true.
0: Right. Okay, so where does he say that this was not within the normal risk factors of a root canal? In other words, he doesn't say, oh, this was, he clearly, you know, drilled too deep and to cemented too hard and did something negligent. I'm not seeing that in Dr. Overby's letter. Well, he
8: talked to Dr. Nishikawa on the phone, and that's why Dr. Nishikawa typed the, the oh, incident report. Oh, no, no, we call that rank hearsay. That
0: no, 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 we call that rank oh. hearsay. So... Dr. Nichikawa says that he looks at the cone beam and that, there was, that you extremely overfilled the root canal and you created a large perforation at the crest of the bone. What is your response to that, Dr. Brockman?
9: It was an overfill. He's exaggerating the size of it. And it's of no consequence because the overfilling material in the bone was biocompatible and resorbs and is of no consequence now. The patient now has no pain. He's totally healed, according to everybody who's seen him. And the word large perforation, I wasn't aware of it, but the cone beam showed a perforation, which is outlined in the consent. It can happen all the time during retreatment, but it is a risk of the procedure in the consent form.
0: And therefore, you give all of your patients consents to fill out where they understand the risk and waive liability, correct? Correct. Let's see the, the waivers that we're talking about. I understand that endodontical oral surgery and or dental extractions include possible inherent risks, including but not limited to infection, tooth or bone injury to adjacent teeth or fillings. There is a possi- I recognize that there's a possibility of failure and consequent extraction.
10: Right. Did you sign no, there, this, Mr. No. Nunez? Uh, yes. You
8: have to
0: before you date. To the well, date. of course, but there's a mean, there's meaning to signing it. You have to before because they don't want to get sued. That's why you have to, because this is something that comes up. Now, the interesting part, though, is that what you're suing Dr. Uh, Brockman for is the cost of the crown.
8: That crown. I work with the dentist and we refer out and they do a lot of retreats and they do drill through the crown. And that crown was new but he removed a lot of the tooth structure inside. sight. Okay, and that's why there's a the waiver that says, it.
0: listen, this yes. is tough work, and this is what may happen. Yes. He signs a waiver, yes. and it is what happened. I've had root canals before. They remove the crown to save it, and then they put a temporary mm-hmm. crown. That's what you go to the root canal. for. Why didn't the doctor that you work for do that for him? Why? Because no matter what, if he does that, what's going to happen? Because normally... Th-
8: Because that crown was new. And so what he was just going to do was put a cast post in there.
0: Now I'm going to need somebody other than you. And you're very skilled. Uh So don't get me wrong. I'm going to need somebody other than you to tell me that he that he did it negligently. And this is not an accepted risk of a root canal, which is right in the waiver that he signed. That's what I'm going to need. And you don't have that. So you can't win this case. My verdict in this case is for Dr. Brockman.
11: So the judge finds for the defendant in this case, Mr. Nunez. It didn't work out for you. What are you thinking right now?
7: I suppose it's uh, on our behalf. We did not have enough sufficient evidence, Um, and that is all. All right. Well, sorry -hmm. about that for you.
11: Dr. Brockman, I'm sure you feel better about this.
9: No, I believe the judge made the correct decision. The bottom line is the patient came in pain, and he's now intact. There was no permanent damage. He has a brand new crown, successful root canal treatment, and uh, he's fully restored. So we should be happy that we were able to save his tooth.
11: Absolutely. You're right. He should be satisfied. Good enough. Thank you very much, doctor. Appreciate it. And congratulations. Okay. That'll wrap it up for this case. Uh, The doctor has prevailed. Harvey. So Doug, here's the thing, not
5: that you wouldn't get a root canal, but a lot of times they put these waivers in these contracts. And you should know what the waiver says before you get the job done. So in this case, I know you're at the counter at the dentist's office and you're all upset about the root canal and whatnot, but
6: read it and make sure you're comfortable with it. I saw on the news where this contractor wasn't paid, so he went into the lady's bathroom and had a sledgehammer and literally destroyed the whole bathroom because she wouldn't pay him. My question is, is that legal? Because I'm sure in some way it is, but (laughs) he's just trying to get his money back. And how long can he go to prison for? (laughs) Wow. Wow.
0: Okay. Um, There's an anger control problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's illegal to create, to uh, destroy someone else's property. It's called yeah. criminal mischief. Right. And uh, depending on malicious some- destruction Malicious of property, destruction
6: of property. Malicious destruction of property, yeah. Criminal mischief might be a grand theft in some case. Who knows? Sure.
0: So, it could be, depending on the state and how they word those statutes, right. it could be right. a felony, it could be a misdemeanor. So who knows how long you right. can go to prison for. depending on court. the value but of it. But a judge is not going to like the fact that it was done on purpose. Uh-uh. uh um, So, yeah, you can't do that. You go to court, you sue, you get your money. Right.
2: This is the plaintiff, James Robinson. He says the defendant's his neighbor and she had his car illegally towed from his assigned parking spot at the condo complex he lives in. The defendant also put his very expensive antique bed on the street for trash collection. He was going to sell that bed. The woman's harassing him. And he's suing her for the $1,920 he's owed. This is the defendant, Neda Thompson. She says the plaintiff was in violation of the parking rules at their condo. And he was storing junk where cars are supposed to be. He also had an inoperable car loaded with stuff. She had to do what she had to do as the condominium president. And she doesn't owe the plaintiff a penny. She's accused of taking matters into her own hands. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the
5: People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says his car was illegally towed by the defendant who's president of the condo board, and he is royally ticked off. But the defendant says the plaintiff was using his unregistered vehicle and parking spot to store his belongings. She had every right getting his car towed. It's the case of going toe yes, have to been toe. Too, honor.
0: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right. Mr. Robinson, uh, you live in an apartment building and apparently Ms. Thompson is the new condo president there? Uh, I think so. Okay. And she's, Do you, have you known her before this?
3: Yes, Your Honor.
0: Okay. How long have you been living in the same building?
3: I've been there about 12 years.
0: All right. Now, Did Ms. Thompson and or the management ever complain about what you had in your parking space?
3: No. I got a call one morning, which was a Wednesday, and she told me, she said, I want that junk out of there by Friday. The junk referring to
0: what? Your truck?
3: My truck and my antique stuff. What I had, I had an antique bed and a wagon. Okay. And that was leaning. Where on did you bed. wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Where were you putting the antique bed? Where was the antique bed? The
3: empty bed was behind my vehicle. In pieces? Up, up, uh, oh yeah, it was it was in pieces, yes. Okay. And uh it was leaning on my vehicle behind my it's a suburban, ninety nine Chevy Suburban. I was inside because I was hiding from the Coronavirus for a long time,
0: hiding from the coronavirus. And, okay,
3: yeah, and I, <laughs> aren't and, and we I, all? <laughs> yeah, I was hiding. I'm still hiding. Me too. And I'm 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 81 years old, and I have diabetes, and I have high blood pressure. And in, during that period of time, I lost my right eye, so I've been confined to the to the house. And I still haven't been out.
0: Okay, so let me ask you, you get a phone call from her saying, I want that junk out of there, and what do you tell her?
3: I told her, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Okay, well... I
3: I don't say much to this lady because she's not too friendly.
0: All right. uh, Was there... Did you have anything inside of your car?
3: I collect... I sell... When I was working, Your Honor, I collect antiques and collectibles. And I had... Uh, some Levi's, Levi's jeans, and I had some wooden f- antique frames, wooden frames that I bought the last time I went out. That's the
0: truck I go out. Okay, but how, how, how many jeans did you have and how many frames? I don't know,
3: a couple of bags, maybe 30 or 40 in each bag.
0: 30, 40 what in each bag?
3: Levi's, okay. Levi's jeans.
0: Okay, so what else was in your I- car?
3: I had some antique bed frame that I had bought
0: inside the, the last car? time I went
3: out, inside the car. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. So, uh, Ms. Thompson, what was the problem?
10: Well, I had been telling people that there was going to come a day because we had I had already heard it from other um, buildings that the insurance inspector was going to come out, and when they were, they were going to look to see if we had anything that was in violation of our governing documents. And that would mean that they wouldn't cover it. So I went around and I looked at everybody's car parking space and our garages were crazy with violations. So it was like a fire waiting to happen. So under that time, we had walked around and looked at every stall and noted who was in violation of our governing documents. And that did include Mr. Robinson and um did you folks ever write
0: him directly a letter
10: yes everyone who had a violation was mailed a letter and it was also mentioned in the newsletters that came out in the mail going to our homeowners asking people to please clean up their areas where their cars are parked there's to be no oil no drippings it's not to be used for storage the car has to be running, it has to, have a, uh, it has to be able to move, because if not, that was in violation not only of our governing rules, but of our insurance. All right, let me ask you a question, Mr.
0: Robinson, was your car running?
10: Yes, it was, your Honor.
0: Was the registration expired?
10: No, it wasn't.
0: According to you, the registration was expired, right, Ms. Thompson? Yes, ma'am. And this is the picture of his license plate with an expired registration, correct? Correct. That does look expired mm-hmm. to me, Mr. Robinson. How did you get the car? What happens is you get a phone call from her and she says what?
3: She called me and said, I want that jump out of there. Which this was on a Wednesday. She said, I want this jump out of there by Friday or I'm going to tow it. And then what Wednesday. did you tell it's her? Wednesday. Uh, I don't know. I just might have told her to it. You know, if you're going to tow it, I'm not illegal.
0: Do you feel no. that you're entitled to use it as storage? I mean, it's in my vehicle. I was well, not using it. Not storage. all of it was in your vehicle. No. Let's talk about the wagon that's behind your truck. Um, is this the wagon that we're talking about? Yes. That's except, wagon. except according to you, when she says to you, get that junk out of there, there are pieces of a bed behind your vehicle. That's what you're saying. Yes,
3: in in my space.
0: Okay, in your space. And you feel that you have a right to do that. And you, Ms. Thompson, say he doesn't. And you point to the bylaws. um, Please park in your assigned spaces. Nothing shall be stored slash placed in the garages or uncovered parking area. Owners or tenants who do not follow these parking rules are subject to having their vehicles towed at the owner's expense. Okay, now you've, you've submitted into evidence a series of letters that says this is a reminder you're in non-compliance. your car has to be drivable, windshields have to be clean, no storage in, on top of, or around your vehicle or in your parking stall. According to you, you call him on that Wednesday, and what is it you say to him?
10: I said, Mr. Robinson, the insurance called, and they didn't give me warning, so I need you to please do something to your van. I said, well, I can either help you clean it Can you cover it up? Can you wash it? Can you move some of that stuff? Because he had items both in his driving seat and the passenger seat and all in the vehicle. Your Honor, can I speak? Yes, sir. On my sheet,
3: what I received when I bought the property, if you notice, I sent it to you, it's a...
0: The bylaws that you received. Yes,
3: yes, that's what I'm talking about. Garages, spaces, Constitute common area and shall be used solely for
0: parking and storage. Well, not exactly what it says. Let's see exactly what it says. Mm Garages, garage garage spaces constitute common areas (laughs) and shall be used solely for parking and storage of non-commercial passenger motor vehicles. Not storage. Storage. Storage of non-commercial passenger motor vehicles, meaning you can store your car. It's not for storage, storage. You can't just stop reading in the middle of the sentence. You have to read the entire sentence. So I, I understand that you may have misinterpreted it, but no, your parking space is not for storage. According to you, Ms. Thompson, when you
10: called him and you told him, move it, what did he say to you? He kind of cursed me and told me he didn't care. He wasn't moving anything. He had things to do. He didn't have time to deal with it. I have, however, seen him out outside of his unit during the time when he's talking about he's going to be in. So I've seen him out plenty of times. So he's not hiding from the corona. No,
0: unfortunately, he is not. All right. Mr. Robinson, here's the problem that I'm having. You're suing Ms. Thompson because she's the one who ordered this stuff toad. She gave you notice that you needed to take it out. You just didn't want to take it out. You felt like she was wrong in being a bully because you have a right to store stuff there because you misread your um, condo documents they don't say you can use it as storage. They say you can use it to store your vehicle, and you were using it as storage. So my verdict in this case is for the defendant.
11: Thank you, Judge. Judge. Mr. Robinson, let me ask you, I know you thought you were going to prevail in this case. How do you feel about it right now? You disappointed? Well,
3: I don't think the judge gave me a chance to really explain myself. And Why do you say that? Because... I sell antiques and collectibles. That's the last thing I bought, and I brought it in, and then the coronavirus, and I was confined. The flea markets where I sell was closed.
11: Yep, yep. Well, you ended up storing it there. Whether you say it or not, it was stored, and you lost the case, unfortunately, and that's why you got towed as well. So I hope you understand that. The judge heard you out, all right? Ms. Thompson, uh, you know, being a president of a condo board is kind of a
10: thankless job, isn't it? It is, but it's only helpfulness. And I did find the video. I cared enough about Mr. Robinson to make sure his vehicle wouldn't get hurt. No dents. I I stayed there until they put it all the way up. And then we even put his wagon in our rec room for safekeeping. Does he know that? Is he aware of that? He doesn't
11: care. Well, look, we all understand, uh, unfortunately, it's one of those tough situations. You did what you had to do, and, uh, and you prevailed. Congratulations, Ms. Thompson. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Harvey?
5: Well, Doug, i got to tell you, sometimes living in a condo is awesome, and sometimes it's a nightmare. you got to know what the board rules are, uh, what the rules and regulations of the condo association are, and in this case, plaintiff violated them. It is usually a very long stack of papers but it behooves you if you live in a condo to read all of them because that will tell you exactly what you can do and more importantly, what you can't.
0: If you could choose anything to do for a day, what would it be?
6: Anything at all to do for a day, I would probably do something really self-indulgent. You know? Like what? Um, golf? <clears throat> I, it's going to include golf. I'm gonna, I'll, do, uh, I'll play a round of golf. With my brothers, which you know I love, I love doing, and I don't do very often. So I would do that. Then I'll go from there to the uh, National Pinball Hall of Fame <laughs> Museum out there in uh, Las Vegas, where they have 337 pinball games. Uh-huh. And I will go there with both pockets stuffed full of quarters. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, oh, and then after that, um, since I'm in Las Vegas, Romantic dinner with oh, my yeah, wife. Oh, you yeah, better,
0: you better be coming up with something. <laughs> we'll because go to, it's about 6 o'clock we'll at night, and it. I haven't come uh, up yet.
6: <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go to that fancy pants restaurant up in the top of the tower. It's like 110 stories high. You can see Japan on a clear day from up there. We'll, we'll go up there, we'll have dinner, and then uh, go back to our hotel room, do what we really want You can want stop to there. Do. What,
0: watch TV? Binge
6: watch our Binge favorite watch show. Binge watch our favorite show. Right? Right? So, <laughs> And that's it right that'd be a great day.